0: Who is controlling the narrative? Who is controlling what we see on a daily basis? More specifically, what we see as consumers on social media. Recently, a lot of people, content creators, um, they've been deplatformed, taken off certain platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, for bigoted speech, hate speech, or any other violation of terms on these platforms. TikTok, for instance, is a platform whose algorithm does not display the same content that it would in china to its consumers versus what they the us consumers would see the algorithm is being manipulated to basically persuade your next actions the more you watch something or someone on social media the more you might turn into them the more you might act like them and start acting in those same mannerisms or those same the same body language you'll start to mimic your your inspiration or your idol Star23 says, have you realized your purpose? Is Red Pill the purpose? Yes, that's it. If I'm Morpheus, you could be Neo. That was good, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I got to turn down the volume a little bit. You're screaming in my ear, this hurts. (laughs) My unmatched perspicacity (laughs) makes me an undefeated opponent in any endeavor. I've got a Bugatti, I've got 10 supercars, I've got all these girls. Why do I need my social media platforms? Mm. Oh, that was goaded. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Perfect impression. Fuck out of here. White Boy M is currently going viral for copying the biggest streamer in the world, show Speed. Emerson copies his voice, his facial expressions, his reactions, his personal interests. Basically, this young man studied everything about Speed's persona and imitates him for a living, and he is building a career from it. Are you serious, right, Neil? However, M denies all allegations of him copying. To be honest bro, I do not copy Speed. You know what I'm saying? If I picked up on some of his traits, but I used to watch speed a lot. But like, bro, when people say I go back and watch his streams and study it, bro, I do not do that. What you consume or what you watch on a daily basis can either motivate you to create something new, inspire you or be another dopamine fix to satisfy your urges. While you spend hours on the couch or in bed binging TikTok videos and eating junk food rather than actually getting up and creating something or making something you might be inspired to do something that will probably be more insightful than just scrolling through your algorithm and scrolling through your news feed or scrolling through your social media. With this in mind, I think I'm not trying to back up Trump or anything, but his idea of like TikTok taking over and it should be banned in the US kind of makes sense only because like I just said, China could be showing us a whole different algorithm that can actually do damage to our psyches and our brains and our like psychological uh, subconsciously be, you know, making the United States youth a lot more like just less intelligent or less have less care for intelligent things or intelligent talk or intelligent conversations or critical thinking i feel like it's very like tiktok dances recently i saw that period oh period whatever the girl was going viral on twitter and that's just something that another distraction like they don't really the algorithm in the united states things that we see on in the united states you might think that you're free you might think that you're not being like programmed or showed things or you know it's you can consume anything you want but they are deleting people off the platform that do not do not like adhere to the message that they're trying to send or they're trying to spread or um the agenda that they're trying to they're trying to leave you guys in the united states leaving you i feel like tiktok being on tiktok and like literally binge watching dance videos or just stupid just dumb things in general on social media not just tiktok but also instagram and all these other platforms you could be doing so much better with your time than like spending it on these platforms and helping them gain billions and billions of views and billions and billions of money you can be doing so much more with your time but being on these apps keeps you trapped in this mindset that you can't grow or just complacent with your your everyday life you get distracted by by your toys you get distracted by all the flashy things that people are showing on social media you get distracted by all these um you know expectations or just get down i don't know it's just like in general social media and just binge watching a bunch of stuff especially when it's like short content and easy to just digest in like 20 seconds 30 second clips and be entertained and just keep feeding your dopamine. Is addictive. It's they know this. Like obviously, these companies know how to keep you consumers coming back to the app and participating in the madness. Obviously, this can have adverse effects on the people of a country, especially when you have them kind of under uh, a sort of mind control, where it's uh, like I said, flashes of images just at you, at you, at you, pushing um, certain specific kinds of content. You know what I mean? Pushing those out, whatever's hot what i mean is this people know tiktok videos like dance videos are going to go viral so more people will become just to get that another another viral hit they'll they'll do a tiktok dance is that going to elevate them in life i mean i don't know are they going to be famous on tiktok and start making money off tiktok or being able to use that to make you know generational wealth for their family i have zero clue maybe possibly and maybe that's what they're trying to trying to get with this um quick fast easy like viral hits with these tiktok dances or whatever they're trying to do on tiktok to gain the views or to gain the audience that they want whatever they end up doing i hope that it ends up meaning commerce and monetization for them in the long run in order to get just the benefits of that but if you're just on social media to digest all this dumb shit all this bullshit you're using social media wrong okay you're using you're using the platforms wrong and maybe you are just consumer maybe you just you know in your free time you want to watch some things you want to chill out by all means do so just know that you're feeding into the bigger monsters at play when you're continuously looking at mindless tiktok dancers and what the next viral meme might be you probably are not aware of the actual more critical issues happening in the world around you due to you being distracted um simply being distracted by the the dancers and the the, the memes and the stuff that's going viral that shouldn't even get any kind of attention rather the actual critical issues in the world that are happening overseas and that could probably incite war in your back door should be looked at we don't talk about this like those things don't go viral or as viral as they should on a daily basis in general more pe- more people are p- paying attention to to what I just told you, like they're getting on TikTok and they're looking at stuff that distracts them from the real issues in the world. Companies today are now making the consumers the product, flashing short form content in your eyes as you scroll mindlessly, giving them the attention they so desperately need to survive. Meanwhile, social media companies are selling your data to the highest bidder, catering to your biases, worldviews, and more in order to persuade you to stay on the app longer. Ads are being custom tailored to your preferences from the algorithm that is basically in the background studying your every move with the recent censorship of youtubers sneeko and andrew tate and also censorship of trump kanye west and any other celebrities or outspoken people like alex jones and many other people that have been censored on social media have been deplatformed who did not stick to the status quo and i mean status quo like what we all as society deem acceptable as a whole collective truth you know now, I can't sit here and, of course, like uplift um, any hate speech, bigotry, or anything that's like creating harm on the internet to certain demographics. But I do see like there's two sides to every story, but there's many sides to every story. And I feel like if there's no platform where everyone can speak their mind, um you know, I don't know. this is very complicated when I think about it. Obviously, there's the black web, the dark web, you can call it that. Um, that's a site and that's a portion of the internet that no one really talks about but we all know is there. It's like the other half of the internet and it's a, basically a black hole. The internet's already like a dark black hole but like that portion of it is even deeper and you can go. it can go so far. Like it can go really deep and dirty and terrible. But nobody's making active strides to get those people incarcerated or taken off the platform or found or you know like I don't know if anyone is maybe they are and I should look that up and figure that out but if they are correct me if I'm wrong of course but in the front like when I think of it I think of it like a computer scientist I think of the back end being the stuff happening in the dark web that you don't see on a daily basis but then you have the front end the visual aspects so you see everything in front of you like having a sneaker on a platform like youtube or having an andrew Tate on a platform like youtube having a kevin samuels on a platform like youtube having these outspoken people on these platforms and having them be very loud meaning like they're making a lot of noise a lot of attention is is, is on them and um the words they're saying seem supposedly harmful to certain groups and I don't know I'm not sure. I'm I'm saying supposedly, I'm saying allegedly because I don't want to seem like I'm picking a side when it comes to this. I personally think that like when it comes to opinions and and certain viewpoints, I think we have to hear everyone out or at least be aware of these kind of viewpoints because they're alive and well. An example when Trump came into office, a lot of racist white people came out of hiding and It was uplifted, like, I don't know, in some way they used it as an upliftment for them. Like, they were so ready to say all these terrible things, and they were able to say it because they had a president that was a leader who was also saying these things in front of thousands of people on a microphone, on the news, things like that, in the public eye. So it made it more acceptable. Um, There actually are statistics on that. I will show you them here. Um, Another example of that is the fact that YouTube took off the dislike button when it came to seeing the backlash on um, the black little mermaid trailer seeing that number maybe would have moved us emotionally as black people but knowing that there still is an issue of racism in this country is something to be aware of and something that should be seen i'm not saying that it's something that we want to see i'm just saying that we don't have to throw a blind or like throw things away that we don't want to see just because we don't we want we want to pretend like it's we're in la la land and this stuff isn't real. This stuff isn't somebody's perspective. This stuff isn't there's not a huge following for some reason. The, Andrew Tate, Sneeko, these people have huge huge followings. I think Andrew Tate has way more of a huge following than Sneeko when it comes to helping him financially. Of course, with the whole I don't know what it's called something university um, with that whole situation, but like just having these groups of people following these leaders. Who I think they probably wanted to be leaders, um, obviously to be having this much of a of an impact. Andrew Tate being invited on to I think Fox News or talk. No, actually I think he actually he was talking to Pierce Morgan. Just like on these platforms after he was banned, shows you a lot of like they don't really care. Like, I don't know who cares. I'm not really sure which one's caring. Is it the YouTube people that are caring about the people? um the harmful issue the harmful things that Andrew Tate or Sneeko was saying to us and then the people that are really, really mainstream, meaning people on television don't care, so they're inviting them on to hear their side. I don't really know, but somebody in the general in general cares or has um has an infatuation or or an infinite or an infinite whatever, I can't I can't talk. But they have the desire to hear his point of view, hear his opinions, hear why he got banned they want to hear his voice. And so having um, these platforms, these open platforms like like YouTube, being able to speak to you guys directly from this camera, from my microphone to you guys directly, to my own fan base and to the community that we're creating here is is a privilege, definitely. Definitely a privilege without YouTube and me also, you know, uh, like agreeing to the, the, the community guidelines and gr- agreeing to to be on the platform, and basically giving up my ownership to any of these, these, uh, videos is, is a lot until I figure out Web3, <laughs> um, and create my own stuff, but for now, YouTube isn't going anywhere, Mr. has said YouTube isn't gonna go anywhere, it's gonna be here for a couple of years, and censorship is not going anywhere either, and using lyrics against rappers, and, and using, um, people's words like i guess you know obviously they have my my, you know they have consequences you know what i mean Like you can't just say whatever you want and that it kind of it kind of puts some fear in my mind just because i'm thinking about the book 1984 where you're literally in a dystopian universe or a dystopian world where you're not allowed to have free think and have free thought like i know kanye is someone who literally preaches about free thought or free thinking a lot but just be able just being able to have you know hear your your voice out loud or hear a thought out loud is or even writing it down or putting it somewhere online be ready for consequences legal or or not legal just being you know deleted from a platform not being able to have your voice heard um yeah i don't know i just i don't know that's the sticky situation right there when it when i think about the Taking off the hate speech, taking off the people that are contributing to that kind of harmful, those kind harm, of harmful words towards groups or demographics of that do, you know what I mean? Like, feel harm from the words that they're saying. I get it, but why don't you just not watch them? There's that, but then there's like, okay, but YouTube, why are you, like, supporting um, artists or creatives that are quote-unquote negative or spreading hateful speech there's that too so i kind of see how youtube has to take a stance and has to make a move as a company to not stand with something that to their to their overall viewers feels harmful there's that right but then you but then you can go with the sneaker route or the sneaker viewpoint where he thinks that like they're just trying to hide the truth from us So they want you off the platform. They don't want you to hear what he has to say. What's funny is that he's still on the platform, but as a guest. So it's not like he's silenced. You know, it's just that he's minimized or he's what do you call that? Neutralized. And he's kind of neutralized a little bit, but he can still get on the platform and speak his mind. And I don't know. Let me know what you think of that. Like. Do you think that we should hear everybody's thoughts hear everybody's like real real thoughts like it's better that we know what everybody's thinking how everybody moves or how everybody wants things or is it that we should pretend like there's not people there's not a cult of people that hate black people there's not a cult of people that hate this group of people there's not um there's not like a grand following unless you know what I mean? Like I just feel like just because you delete the leader off of the platform doesn't mean that the following or the people that were following him aren't gonna vibrate or aren't gonna migrate towards a new a new leader or a new person to gravitate to someone that's gonna be the next Kevin Samuels, someone that's gonna be the next person, the next leader of the manosphere. Like a lot of people are making videos about that. Like it's not like they're not gonna be somebody else to replace a Sneeko or a, a Andrew Tate. Maybe not a Sneeko, but a Andrew Tate or Kevin Samuels. I feel like when Kevin Samuels passed, Andrew Tate came right away. Like I swear that's when I pivoted and saw him. And then now Andrew's kind of quote unquote gone, but not really because he's still on other platforms and he's still being talked about. Then you have Sneaker who just recently got off, but technically still on the platform as a guest. It shows you how censorship is being used and it's going to be a prevalent thing in the future i know people are going to have to be watching their backs people on tiktok that were talking just regular talking on their platforms have been fired from their jobs two examples two women one was a psychologist i think and she was giving out information about her clients is what i i grasped from a tiktoker or somebody on tiktok talking about it um but yeah that obviously was unethical of course you lose your job for that there was another person who was just giving her opinion on something i think and just got fired because they heard it i've also heard of another another uh boy um he was talking about just living in the corporate life or working in the corporate life and i forget what he was maybe he was giving opinions or whatever but he also got fired from his job because they also heard his tiktok so it's like having your own social media doesn't mean that you're you're um you don't You don't have consequences to what you're saying. Work for yourself. I don't know. Make money somewhere else. Invest. Try to get a different stream of income so you can be able to live off of your own words and your own talent. Um, Obviously, Sneeko and Andrew have the two courses that they run. And that is kind of like a cushion for Sneeko at this time, I assume. But make sure that you have your own source of income before you just start going off on a tangent not a tangent obviously this is a tangent but like going off on rants that you think that will probably bite you in the ass to come and I say bite you in the ass I don't know like if this is okay like I don't know if you can this is like an art form for me this is like a sense of relief a sense of of like I'm speaking out my thoughts it's kind of like a rant and I feel like these words or this these honest reactions to my own thought patterns shouldn't be used against me in the future because i'm having the thoughts right at like i'm not right i'm i wrote some things right obviously to keep track of my thoughts but i didn't write all of this stuff down right like obviously when you watch a stream all of those words are happening right on right in front of you live no no edits the person themselves didn't even get to think about the thought they they should have right they should have thought about the thought before they said it some people don't do that some people just speak and keep going you know what i mean so i don't know i say that to say like they didn't even get to get to react to what they said they didn't even get to reflect on what they said and people are already going to come at their necks and clip up stuff and make it seem like they're conveying a certain message that they're not i do think that we should listen to opinions openly only to know the state of the world and the world's thoughts collectively in live time um of course you take statistics and people do research in the background people don't really look these up obviously but this is what i found out about racism and just the levels of of um acceptance gradually getting larger and larger in percentage as years go by Obviously, we had twenty twenty, but this statistic that I showed you happened in twenty nineteen. People are more accepting of racism, or just more, more acting it out or expressing it in the coming years. And I'm not really sure if it's gonna go up or down. I'm not sure where we're headed. Don't know what we're gonna, what's gonna happen with these different social groups that hate each other. Or what? <laughs> I don't know, we bleed the same blood, I really don't know. I couldn't tell you nothing, but I'm here to talk about censorship. So let me talk about it. What are people talking about today and why and why like what is provoking those thoughts? What is making people think negatively about each other? I feel like those like we have to get to the root of the problem and I feel like it starts with the conversations. It starts with the opinions. It starts with hearing. Oh wait, why do you think that? Like Okay, so you have the, but then you can also see how many people follow that person, how many people really, really love what they have to say, and also agree with their words, and also agree with their mindset, also agree with their worldview. So you know, not who's, not who's against you, but you kind of have a like a relative number of how many people think this way, and what what we should do to help that group come to an understanding i don't know i feel like that, that we we have to start off the conversation i think it, it has to start with hearing it out if we just turn a blind eye or just merely kick people off the platforms with huge followings it only puts a tiny band-aid on a much bigger wound We're only turning the spotlight off of one person meanwhile consumers of the person themselves will find another way to spread their message or other groups will be formed around another leader someone quick enough to replace the last leader of these culty followings it seems like each day we get closer and closer to 1984. a novel written by george orwell describing a dystopian future where information is heavily censored and monitored by the association titled big brother they quote-unquote allow platforms to be built but only to those who fit the narrative they quote-unquote want to push but who should be able to control what we see yeah how does how does that limit our world views how does that limit and persuade our perspectives what are we seeing what are we hearing who are we watching on a daily basis like i said you are what you eat you are what you watch when i talked about the whole dislike number button on the little mermaid trailer it shows like What's been hidden, what's being, what's, what's, ha- what's hidden in the US or what's hidden in the world, to be real with you, like the deep rooted racism that is still prevalent. Like, I feel like if if we saw the number, we can see how many people, like, it's still such a big issue. And just knowing that it was such a big number that they had to delete the dislike thing, the dislike button shows you how prevalent and big it is that they didn't want to hurt our feelings, they didn't want us in our feelings. I don't want to be in our feelings about how much people hate me or specific, like how how a group cares about my skin. I don't really want to care about that. I don't feel a need to care about that. But yeah, I just feel like we have to be aware of who we're living with and where our mindsets are at and you know how we're going to coexist if we can't even come to terms with an overall viewpoint. And I, I get that it's not going to be easy. I know that we're not going to all have the same perspectives and it's going to be hard to make us have the same perspective, definitely. But I think that if we hear each other's perspective out, we can come to a medium, hopefully. If not, then we're just really, really, really terrible people. Because how are we very it's like so cognitive and supposed to be the smartest humans in the world or the smartest beings on the planet? Yet we can't come to terms with each other. We can't come to a balance or peace. We can't come to understandings. It's always a war. It's always money. This money that. It's always like a big issue when money isn't real. It's not backed by anything. It's on the Federal Reserve. Like it's not. It's not quote unquote real. I'm sorry to say that. Sorry to say that, but it's true. With the amount of videos being uploaded to YouTube on a daily basis, how well can the algorithm keep track of videos that are not acceptable for the platform? It puts into question who ultimately has to mo- has the right to moderate or to s- tell us who we can see and what we can't see, what we can see, what we can't see, what we can hear, what we can't hear, on the YouTube platform or any platform for that matter. Today we're specifically talking about YouTube, and I have a critique that I wrote many many months ago i believe like maybe maybe last year i had a class for cs that talked about ethics and us as you know computer science majors people that are going to be working with these softwares we have to create morals and ethics for ourselves we have to have these conversations like i said we have to come to a medium and yes if someone has a negative viewpoint on certain things we come to a collective agreement At the end of the conversation, especially this class taught me that we are going to have those conversations in boardroom meetings about certain launches or certain specific um, software that we do end up creating that do have impacts on the society as a whole. I feel like nobody really thought social media through. Nobody really thought the internet through. Maybe they did at the same time. Okay, let's get right into my critique. This is about an article written in... uh, April 13th, 2016, The Secret Rules of the Internet by Catherine Booney and Soraya Chamali. The article starts off by speaking on the story of more Blanco and how she becomes how she came to work at the startup at the time, YouTube. The author talks about the Mora Blanco, how Mora Blanco had been a part of the team that scrubbed the site of any offensive and malicious content. YouTube feared that the company might become another shock value platform with explicit nudity. The team members took it upon themselves as their job to gatekeep what they can what can be displayed on the site and what could not be. Mora Blanco had come across a video that she dare not speak of, but inevitably had to report due to her job protocol and enforced by law since the late 1900s. More Blanco is one of many employees from companies like YouTube and Facebook. Jerry Rosen, law professor, had said many years ago, these platforms have more power in deterring who can speak and who can be heard around the globe than any Supreme Court justice, any king, or any president. Meaning that anyone, well, they, these companies, have the power to limit, limit who hears you. Really. Truly. Truly. And if you have a huge following, they can stop your bag. Just like that. Because you're on their platform. Without their platform, how big can you really be? Can you make your own platform by yourself? That's the next step. I think at this point, I think as creative, I'm not saying that we're going to battle these companies, but obviously they're incentivizing us to stay on the app by giving us more money. YouTube just had a new rendition to their whole um, YouTube partner program. TikTok monetizing their creatives on there. Instagram monetization. Facebook probably is going to come out with something if they really wanted to, but just the incentivization of keeping us on the platforms if we're really- especially Twitch too also gives um, their top Twitch streamers a bag as well, so it's like that's a really big thing for them, having the content stay on that platform. But once someone I feel like knows that their voice can't stay on the platform, their voice or their message- Obviously can't get, can't get bigger or is limited by the algorithm on the platform or the people that are in charge of uh, monitoring the content itself deem it unviewable or offensive. They're gonna have to go a different route. They're gonna have to go to Web3 or they're gonna have to create their own platforms that hopefully their community can go to, can support them and would wanna go to. Cause I'm thinking about that, but I'm like, if everybody has their own platform, how's this gonna work? In May 2006, YouTube was able to garner 100 million videos a day. With the continued use of the platform, Squad had to review more videos than ever before and followed a guideline asking themselves, can I share this with my family? The team had drawn up the earliest forms of what is now called professional moderation. The amount of time and energy the public users are putting into using applications like YouTube really puts a lot of pressure on the moderators of these platforms. I truly question how teams like these moderate or are able to hold such significant power. Although I do agree with the author's stance on the matter of censorship and how it should be limited in political debates. Freedom of speech is a big player here and is already hard enough to moderate with the guidelines for YouTube's policy. The squad should be debriefed and consulted with counselors in order for shameful content viewed by them to not put a damper on their mental health. Sarah T. Roberts states that although these platforms are free to use for the average person, you will have to put our trust in private companies in hopes that they will moderate the content for public wisely and without biases. Why are we not as self-reflective as we should be as a collective? We simply de-platform, but never wonder how these wrong ideologies are being spread or why there's even a following behind these messages to begin with. In order to be more aware of the issues at hand, I think we might have to become a lot more introspective. But with the rise in technology, social media platforms, and Rihanna distracting us to the next Super Bowl, it seems like there might not be hope for true introspection in the future. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below about all of this censorship and everything that's happening online right now. Even in courts where they're using these lyrics and Rico cases across the board, people having to watch their bags as artists. Also, realize this. everything that you do on social media is tracked in the United States. You don't you shouldn't believe that you're as free as people in China are not. Like they're under communism, they're they're censored in their face, they know that. They know they're censored. We supposedly think that we're not subjected to the same thing. They're picking and choosing who can be a puppet or who can be the next tool they want to use, who can be seen, who cannot be seen, who can be heard, who cannot be heard. They pick and choose what they want us to see, and you can pick and choose what you want to see as well. We'll see where this goes. Um... It's just another another thought, another thing to think about when it comes to technology in the future and how to implement all this stuff in the future when it comes to us as a society. Yeah, let me know what you think. I right, I'll see you guys. All love. Blast off.